Did you ever think that maybe there's more to life than being really, really, really ridiculously good looking? I believe there's a hero in all of us. You have great powers, only some of which you have yet discovered. I'm a superhero, my A real life superhero. The world needs extraordinary. We will make you a superhero. Are you ready to become a hero? Initiating surprise in three. This two is one. The Real Brian Show. Yeah, it's The Real Brian Show. Well, get excited, my dear friends, because we're about to change some things up here on The Real Brian Show, and I'm going to be explaining the update on the show's format. Oh, yeah, I'm excited. And, of course, a little peek into my life and why I'm now choosing less, but doing it better. I'll give you my review on Hidden Figures and Split. I got to be part of a coffee cupping today. OMG. Let's rock it! I am The Real Brian, and thank you for joining me here on The Real Brian Show. It is, I'm seriously very excited about this because I told you about my idea for changing up the, the format a little bit, and I got some incredible, incredible feedback, by the way, and, and thank you, by the way, for sharing your feedback, letting me know your honest opinion on that. Uh, but so far, the response that I've heard from every person, at least that's directed, you know, directly contacted me, that is, is that they actually love this format idea and it might make a little bit more sense to uh, to do this format from a listener standpoint, which is great. And of course, we're going to be experimenting with it to make sure that it works. So if it's awesome, then booyah, we are so there. And if it's not, no worries. We can go back to the old way or, or try something else. You know, that's the beautiful part about this is I want to make sure that it makes sense to you and, you know, that it delivers what you are expecting. I'm excited for that. I really am. Okay, so I told you that I got to be a part of a coffee cupping today. I actually went over to uh, one of my local favorite coffee shops here. And actually, uh, this is is my favorite one. Don't tell anybody. But I get there, you know, because I was working on show notes and getting everything ready so that I could get on the mic today. And, you know, the best place for me is seriously go to a coffee shop, caffeinate, put in my music and just rock it. Just get into it. Get ready to go. So that's what I did today. And as soon as I get in there, you know, of course, the the owner and a couple of other guys are like, hey, what's up? We're doing a coffee cup in. And I'm like, oh, oh, cool. What's going on here? And they said, you, you want to get in on it? I'm like, yeah, I want to try out these coffees. So let me explain what this is a little bit. For those of you are who are saying, what, what the heck is, is cupping coffee? What does that even mean? Um, it's like wine tasting. Imagine it like that. So, you know, with the format of wine tasting, there's the idea of that you are, are tasting. You're not actually swallowing the wine, the wine, right? You're taking it, you put it into your mouth and you swish it around sort of thing. You do all kinds of weird things. Now, I didn't go quite that far, but, you know, you do that where you kind of move it around and, and you get the full flavor in the mouthfeel. You smell it. You know, you do all that stuff where you're actually experiencing the full senses of what the coffee is supposed to be. Now, of course, expert coffee cuppers are the ones that are making sure that the coffee is excellent and you know worthy of being sold at the coffee shop which of course is is your you know that's the intention that's what you're trying to do so i got to be in on it and i think they had um i want to say eight or nine coffees that they were trying out and they were all good that's the thing none of them were bad they even had a decaf that i could barely tell was decaf uh they had the regular 
of that bean and the decaf of that same exact bean. And I tried them next to each other and I thought, you know, yeah, the regular has a little bit more flavor, but I mean, it was so minute of a difference that I was like, man, this this is good decaf coffee. For those of you who can't have caffeine, it was really, really good. But I got to tell you, there was a coffee from Nepal. It was incredible. I mean, it had so much flavor, almost a sweetness to it, which was really neat. And then also one from the Congo region, which was also just absolutely amazing. So a lot of fun. I mean, that was that was really cool. I'm like, I got to work on the show, but I'm thinking, I kidding. This is part of the show. I got I got to cup the coffee. I got to have some fun here. But I'll tell you this. You do know a good coffee house when they not only source their own beans and roast their own beans, but when they're actually cupping their coffee to make sure that what goes out to the customers is nothing short of quality. These guys, I'll tell you, they do not. They do not sell anything that is below average. And when they make an espresso, if it's not right, if it doesn't come out correctly and doesn't have the crema on top, they'll dump it and they'll do it again. So, you know, I really appreciate that because that is not something that you see in most coffee shops. And that's why I, I got to be honest. Like I hear a lot of people that say, oh, I don't like coffee. I don't think you've experienced good coffee because I didn't used to like coffee either until I had Jamaican Blue Mountain coffee in Jamaica. And I went, oh, this is really good. And my friend was said, well, that's what good coffee is supposed to taste like. And I went, oh, well, that's a very far cry from the stuff that I used to drink. Uh, which I never did because it was so bad. So yeah, very, very cool stuff. But my goodness, I'm excited. Let me let me talk about this new format idea really quickly because again, I, I, I'm jumping around. I'm having some fun here. This is going to be a shorter episode this week, by the way. Gearing up for the format adjustment or the attitude adjustment or whatever. Uh, and I got to tell you, it's been a crazy, crazy few weeks. A lot of stuff going on, which is actually something I'll be talking about. I'll introduce it this week, but I'll be talking about it next week. I have not had enough time really and focus and energy and and capacity to be really doing what is essential in my life, let alone getting this week's episode out the way that I wanted it to, Uh, which I I found to be very interesting because, you know, of course, I normally would like to do an interview and, you know, there are a ton of things that I like to do in each episode and I was not able to pull it together this week. So the fact that there's even an episode at all is a miracle and I thought this is not okay. The Real Brian Show is my focus right now. If I don't have time to be putting full effort into this thing, something's not right. It's cool because I I have been working on some stuff. As you know, I've started the new morning routine, which has actually been going very, very well. And it's interesting that when I really focus on having the right morning routine and I do not get on my phone or email until I have made progress on, you know, grounding myself mentally, having a healthy breakfast, making sure that I'm in, you know, just the right place to deal with whatever's coming my way sort of thing. This is the other thing, getting the most essential tasks out of the way before getting on my phone and email. So the morning uh, routine, when I've executed it correctly, has gone very well. The days have been great. My attitude's been better, all that. But one thing I was still dealing with was that I was still spread way too thin and doing way too many different things. And I personally, and if some people think they can do pretty well with that, and maybe you actually do, but I personally don't do well with that. Now, I can work, let's just say, 80 hours a week. I could work on one thing. Now, granted, I don't, I don't agree with an idiot. Let's just say 40. 40 is healthy, right? I could work 40 hours a week working on one main thing and do very well, and I wouldn't feel stressed out or, or overwhelmed or anything for the most part. But if I'm doing six different things and they all, t- you know, they all total still 40 hours a week, I'm going to feel out of control, chaotic, stressed out, anxious. I mean, you name it. Because I, you know, jumping from thing to thing to thing is really not easy. Now, granted, that's exactly what I did today. 
I got up and I did this and then I jumped to 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 this and it's like, oh my gosh, out of control. This should not be the way that a day goes because each of those things I had, most of them I actually had to leave undone because I had to jump to the next thing. I can't work like that. I just can't do that. You know, most of us can't do that. So I'm working on something which I'm very, very excited about. And like I said, I'm going to go into this more next week the idea of simplification in my tasks. And I was talking with Kate Erickson about this. You know, she was on the real Brian show a a couple of episodes ago and I was actually on her show, Kate's take this week. So by the way, go check out that show. If you would like to uh, Kate's take, basically look up Kate's take on iTunes. I could put the link to the actual episode in the show notes, by the way, she recommended the book to me called essentialism. And I thought, okay, I, you know, uh, another book to read, <laughs> but she said, no, no, really, you, you do need to read this. This is exactly what you're going through right now. So I decided, okay, I'll check it out. Now I've barely gotten into it, but you know, he explains the concept of it in the beginning. And I thought, yep, Kate's right. This is exactly what I'm going through right now. And the premise of it is to eliminate all of the good things that you're doing so that you can focus on the essential things, because let's face it. There are a lot of great things that you can be doing in your life. A lot of good things. I think about all of the TV shows that I could be watching or all of the movies I could go see or all the books I could read. I think about all of the good activities and business opportunities and volunteer activities. And oh my gosh, there's so many good things I could do in my life. And when I try to do them all, I go crazy. I go out of control. Not to mention that I can't in any way, shape or form do anything excellent with each of those things because my energy and my time and my focus are spread so thin that each of those things is getting very little for me. And that's what I've been doing. So starting to read essentialism and I'm starting to focus and I'm starting to eliminate things from my schedule. Some things that aren't going to be easy to do, but I have to do. So this is why I couldn't get a full, you know, TRB show episode out this week is because I'm spread too thin. So making some changes big ones and also changing up the format a little bit, which will allow me to be a little bit more focused and streamlined as well, which I'm very excited about. So I'm going to talk more about this idea of essentialism next week because I think this is something that can help anybody. In fact, I, I can already think of a lot of specific people in my life that are in the same boat I am when it comes to this. And I know all of us could use this level of encouragement to say, you know, hmm, because I'm pretty sure all of us want to have a better life, more bandwidth, focus, time, less stress and anxiety and all that. Oh, yeah. So going along with this format, let me uh, let me explain kind of how this format's going to work out. This is going to start next week. Nothing's really going to change as far as content. That's the thing. And I didn't really want to change the content up because, you know, everything that I've heard is saying, oh, I love what you have to say. So so I'm not going to change the content. You're not going to get anything different per se. But what, what I'm doing is I'm breaking it up into chunks, basically, that one are easy to know exactly what you're going to get. So you're not confused as to what's coming, but two, and I've heard this. Some of you love, you know, the long form episode because you've got time. You're in the car, you're driving. So an hour and a half is great. And some of you are saying that's way too long. I can't, I don't have enough time for that. So, you know, I understand. And truthfully, I can't please everybody on that one. And I'm not going to be able to, to make that work. I understand that. But at the same time, having three episodes means that, you know, if you do have an hour and a half drive, then, you know, just listen to them all at the same time. If you want. Or if you've got a short moment of time that you can listen, then it's perfect. 
So I mentioned this, but I think here's what I've decided on on doing for right now is um, breaking it up into three days right now. Mondays, I've mentioned this, get your week started right. Some kind of a piece of encouragement, wisdom, shared experiment, et cetera. Kind of like that morning routine that I've told you about. Kind of like the apple cider vinegar thing, you know, just taking something that, you know, either I've learned or or someone else has learned or I just read or whatever and I'm going to pass it on. And it's really the truly, truly the idea of getting your week started right giving you something to encourage you and maybe even giving something to help you five, 10 minutes. Ideally could go upwards of 20 if necessary, but I'm not going to go any higher than 20 minutes, but we're trying to keep it into that five to 10 minute range. That's Mondays. So for example, next Monday, I'm going to talk about essentialism. The idea of that, is it a heck? Yes. What are the most essential things for you to focus on in your life so that you can have more of that? As I mentioned, bandwidth, focus, time, less stress, anxiety, overwhelm, all that. So that's next Monday. And then Wednesdays, is uh, the interview day. And again, I'm going to keep these to about 30 minutes. And I'll tell you what, though, there will be some interviews that I think will warrant up to 40 or even 45 minutes. And uh, the last thing that I want to do is cut off something that somebody is saying that is valuable. So if it goes 45 minutes, that's why most of the time I'm going to keep these interviews to 30 minutes. But again, the idea of these interviews is, you know, one, talk about some different topics, you know, that this person can, uh, you know, really elaborate on. Maybe they're an expert on or whatever. Going back to that idea of understanding. And again, this is not just in business, as I mentioned, but understanding, you know, that one thing or two or three things that that person did to set themselves apart and to be successful in whatever area of their life, whether it is business or or money or life, or health, or marriage, or gaming, or something. I mean, yeah, something even as fun as gaming, just to really understand what is it that sets somebody apart to be so great at what they do. Because I believe each of us, especially now that I'm even reading this essentialist book, each of us has that. We all have that area that we are going to be great in, whatever that is. That's going back to that unleashing of the superhero. Hey, we don't know how to achieve that, you know, or maybe we don't even know we have it. And it doesn't even have to be in business or all oh, my job. It's I'm not even just talking that like it literally could be you have an innate ability that that supersedes anyone else that I know, for example, to sit down with a friend at a coffee shop and, and listen or say the right things or whatever that changes that person's day or life. That could be your greatness. And you're not necessarily a counselor getting paid for it, but it's just to be able to be that friend, for example. I just want to find out what makes these people so successful and sets them apart. I had talked about separating out the character interviews into their own day and their own episode. And I could still do that. I haven't actually heard one way or the other, whether or not you want that to be a separate day or a separate episode. The decision that I made for now, and unless I hear differently from, from you is to just integrate that into the um, superhero Friday episodes. To me, it fits, you know, superhero Friday is more the entertainment day. Anything goes day. Always going to have a guest or a friend on, um, you know, talking about whatever we want, that kind of thing. No agenda, no teaching. Well, I mean, you might learn something from it, but the idea is just to have a good random format day. You know, at this point, I'm thinking about bringing the interviews into this, like I said, so still doing it for about an hour. I thought having these character interviews in there would just make more sense to that than trying to do a whole separate day with it. So again, unless you're like, well, I know I really want you to, uh, you know, to talk about or to have a separate episode and a separate day for these characters. That's what I'm going to do to start us off next week on Friday. Anything goes, I think I'm going to have to have Sarah join me. And after all, she's my wife. So it's only fitting that she kicks off our superhero Friday episodes. So that's what we're going to do next week. By the way, next Wednesday, 
for the interview. I'm going to be bringing on the mayor of Fort Collins, Colorado. Being in Colorado, I had heard about something that he did recently that I was very impressed with. And it comes down to the idea of what I've been saying here on the show is the idea of loving and respecting and valuing the next person equally. And he did something that I was very impressed with. And so I thought I need to have him on the show to talk about this. Um, And also just a little bit about what he's doing with the city of Fort Collins uh, in Colorado. So I'm excited about that. We'll bring that, bring him on and have a good time with that one. So there you go. That's what I'm doing with the format. That's what's coming up next week. And we shall go from there. I need to share a little bit here about some music that I've been listening to. In fact, last night, very exciting. Just got an opportunity to update my Spotify mix a little bit. I I took some songs out of there that have been around for a very long time. I actually have a, uh, what I call the shadows 514 mix full. The shadows 514 mix is what I keep updated most of the time. Uh, the full version of that mix is basically all of the songs that I keep and like, but I'm just tired of listening to in my main mix, but I can always go back to them later. So that's, you know, a larger mix of some of the older songs that I've put in there. But my, my main mix is something that I just tend to update, get rid of songs as I'm getting tired of them or, you know, kind of ready to refresh the mix or whatever. But I added a bunch of stuff last night, some really great songs, including one that I find to be very different, but it's, it's a style of music I love kind of goes in the Celtic, Irish, Scottish genre. And this group is called Brunaville, and I'm very, very impressed with them, by the way. And I could be spelling or pronouncing their name wrong, but I think it's Brunaville. And I love it. It it has this, seriously, it has almost this like Braveheart sounding soundtrack style with a Celtic. It's awesome. I love it. Very, very inspiring. And and wow, it gets you going. Epic. If that's not your style, don't worry. Plenty of other styles you can, you know, check in. And I got to be honest, I'm still really digging Future of Forestry's latest album. There is so much musical gloriousness in it right now that I'm just like, wow. I mean, the, the the instrumental side of it, they're bringing in a bunch of different instruments. It is incredible. Absolutely love that album. So I put in, I think, two new songs from that album in my mix as well. In case you want to check it out, in case you're somebody who likes music. I know some of you don't. Some of you are like, I hate music and all I listen to are podcasts, in which case, cool. Thanks for being here. <laughs> all right. TV shows. I, I got to tell you, I've been recommended by some people to check out some TV shows. One was, of course, Stranger Things. If if you've not seen that, it's it takes place in 1983, so it has a very, really cool retro 80s feel to it. It's an interesting show. I've only seen about half of the first season, which is like, what, three or four episodes. They are dead on accurate to making the 80s come alive in that show. I was alive in the 80s, and I remember some of that stuff. You know, the stuff that they show... I mean, even down to the detail of the bed sheets. I'm like, I actually had a friend who had those exact bed sheets. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. The detail that went into recreating the 80s into that show. So very, very, very impressive. I, so after, I think, I can't, I don't know if it's been three or four episodes, I'll be honest. I'm not drawn in like I thought I would be. I know some of you have said, oh my gosh, this show will draw you in and it's incredible. I'm not drawn in as much as I thought it would be. So I'm, I'm not sure if I want to continue or not. Like I said, I'm about three, three for sure episodes, maybe four in. You know, it's all right. I, I kind of have a rule now that when it comes to TV shows, they really have to captivate me and I have to be thinking, oh my gosh, I can't wait to see what happens next or I have to put it down. There's just too many choices and you know, not every show's for me. Even if they're rated high, they're just not for me. So I don't know. It was a kind of the same thing when it came to um, Killjoys. Two episodes on that, and I still was just like, eh, you know, it was all right. It was good. It's It's got some potential, but I'm not sure. 
and I tried out two different shows as well. Very, very different shows. One brand new and one's been around, but uh, recommendation, especially from here from some of the real Brian show community speechless. Now this show, if you've not checked it out, I was actually impressed with the idea of the show. I thought the humor was, was relatively funny. Now I only watched the pilot episode and I know you can't always judge a show by the pilot. So I'm willing to give it, you know, one or two more episodes, but I will say this. I liked the premise of it. I liked where they were going and the humor was actually pretty funny. I'm not sure it's my style of show. I'm not really big into sitcoms for that matter, uh, but I might give it another chance because, you know, the actors in it are great. It's well done. I, I know some of you love that show, so it's definitely worth checking out and then powerless, which is brand new. In fact, it just premiered last week. First of all, I love the hu- the humor in it. I love the concept of it. It is the idea. So you know how much I love superheroes and there are superhero shows that are about the superheroes. This is coming from the point of view of the normal people or we'll call them muggles for that matter. For those of us who do not have superpowers, but live in a city that has superhumans in it. And it's from the perspective of the powerless and it's a comedy and it's an over the top kind of comedy too. So it kind of brings in the cheesiness of the comic style superhero standpoint but again, it's coming from the perspective of the powerless and some great actors in it, including um, Alan Tudyk from Firefly. Danny Pudi played Abed on Community, just to name a few uh, or a couple for that matter. But I, I liked it. I was very impressed. I've only seen one episode again. That was the pilot. So again, you got to see, you know, where they're going to go from there. Uh, but you know, what's funny is it was a very refreshing show because everything lately seems to be so dark and so, I don't know, gritty, almost like. Well, you know, I'm my, my life is kind of, I don't know, boring and I'm just not really sure what to do with it. So I need a show that's really going to shock me, you know, with emotion or, or, or intensity or whatever. And I feel like a lot of those shows are going into that. And uh, man, I've been through enough life that I just I don't want to watch that kind of stuff. I don't want to watch something that's going to make me feel down or depressed or whatever. So sometimes once in a while, it's nice to be able to watch a show like powerless. That's just completely cheesy and funny and lighthearted, you know, but I'm curious your thoughts. If you've seen any of those shows and what your thoughts are on those. I saw two movies last week. It was great. Sarah and I were able to get together with a couple friends to go see hidden figures and went back to go see split. I actually enjoyed both movies. Both of them were, um, you know, enjoyable for two different reasons. Hidden Figure is great, by the way. It's a it's a true story about women who were in the NASA program back in the 60s when they were trying to get into space. First of all, obviously, true stories of the astronauts going into space in 1961. But if you've ever seen the movie The Right Stuff, which came out, I believe, in 1980. So there were a lot of ties into um, not only what actually happened, but what I almost saw was a little bit of a nod to The Right Stuff. But man, seeing it, such a great, great movie. I got to tell you, whether you're into a historical movie, true stories, NASA, whatever, this is a movie that you should see because it is part of our history and it really was well told. And just a reminder, this is something I've talked about here. You know, when I brought CJ Thunder on here to talk about racism, but just to see how these people stood up for themselves and how others stood up for them. To me, it's a great reminder on how we should act. And I loved that. But it was so well told. Such a great story. The acting was incredible. I mean, everything about it. I walked out of there going, that was amazing. Sarah loved it. I mean, we were all just very impressed at how great that movie was. Even if it's not your kind of genre of of movie, it's worth seeing. 
I got to be honest. It was one of the better movies I've seen in, well, I was going to say this year, but it's only been just over a month. So one of the better movies I've seen in a, in a while. Now split different movie. This was an M night Shyamalan movie. If you remember his early stuff, sixth sense signs, some of those early movies, unbreakable, all of that. Um, some of those early movies that he did were works of genius. And then, you know, he took a different route for a while and and some people hated his movies. And, I, you know, I've always liked his movies, but I have to be honest that his earlier works were genius and his later works, not so much. This harkens back to his earlier works. And I loved it for that. It is an interesting story. For those of you, I'm not going to give anything away here, but, you know, yes, you probably know that it deals with multiple personalities. That's sort of what's going on. Three girls are abducted, that kind of thing. Now, it is not a a movie for children at all, so do not take your kids to this movie. Definitely more adult-themed and that kind of thing. And there are times where it can even be a little bit disturbing to watch. But I will say that first, oh my gosh, the acting was unbelievable because it was so believable. It was really well done. But I, I got to tell you that the story was was just fantastic. Now, granted, I think I'm on to Shyamalan a little bit, so I, I was able to predict a lot of what happened. But uh, there is something at the end, which Shyamalan loves to do, is to mess with you at the very end of the movie. And I definitely did not see that one coming at all. And I'm pretty good at predicting movies. That I did not see coming. So do not read about it. Uh, If you have any interest in seeing that movie, do not read about it. Don't let anybody tell you because it'll totally ruin it for you. (laughs) Go and be surprised. Have fun. Now, if you have any kind of a sensitivity to a multiple personality type story, you know, where it might be a little bit disturbing, you might be a little cautious about seeing that one. Um, you know, it didn't bother me at all personally. Uh, it didn't bother Fred that I went with, but I will tell you that uh, it, it could bother some. So just be careful on that one. This is fascinating. When The Flash and I talked about the social media commentary that we had, you know, with, uh, you know, how much we're addicted to our phones and social media and that kind of thing. Now, granted, I know that I'm probably noticing it more now just because we had that conversation, but I was fascinated because over the last couple of weeks, especially actually in the last couple of weeks, maybe a few weeks, I've been blown away how many people, whether it's just in a conversation or even in passing or, or even if I'm overhearing the conversation, not like eavesdropping kind of thing, but you know, just hearing it, people talk loud, you know, it's hard to miss things, but I have been blown away at how many people that I've heard from or overheard that have been talking about either already being off social media. Like I'm done. I can't take this anymore or hearing them say, I want to get off social media. I'm actually working towards getting off Facebook or or Twitter or whatever. So apparently we're not the only ones talking about this here on the real Brian show. I'm hearing people say, you know, social media is so fake, you know, that it makes you feel better when you're posting the best things about you and it makes everyone else feel like crap. So then they got to one up you and everything. And seriously, these are things I'm hearing not to mention And I'm sure you've heard this, but I can't tell you how many people that I'm hearing from about how Facebook has become a platform for political commentary. And I thought, oh, that's not what Facebook was founded on. And that's not what it should have been. So, you know, everybody has a right to express whatever they want, of course. But I'm sad that people are thinking that Facebook's becoming a platform for that because it's too bad. Yeah, very, very interesting to hear how many people lately are are either already off social media and or getting off social media and are actually even craving that that face-to-face sort of community, getting back to that level of that. I'm not making this stuff up. I didn't actually even bring up my show to them or anything like that. 
you know, maybe they listened. I'm not sure, but it's just one of those things that I've just been really shocked that I've been hearing lately. And again, maybe I'm more attuned to it just because we talked about it, but wow. And these are younger people, by the way, these aren't people that came into social media later. These are people who grew up with it. So fascinating. It's just more of a, an update that of, of things I've heard. That's all very, very interesting to me. Well, thank you so much for joining me here on the real Brian show. I really appreciate it. And as you know, it's just such a treat to be able to do this next week. We are going to get into that new format. So starting Monday, we're going to have that, uh, you know, get your week off to the right start with essentialism Wednesday interview and Friday. Anything goes We'll be bringing Sarah on. It's going to be a lot of fun. So have an amazing, amazing rest of your week. Of course, I'd love to hear from you. Go to realbryanshow.com for everything there, including getting in touch with me. I am The Real Brian. Sign it off. The Real Brian Show is a production of 514 Media at 514mediaempire.com.